Welcome to Remolations. We're your hosts. I'm Mindy. And I'm Brooke. Remolations is a dream interpretation podcast where we read listeners' dreams. From nightmares to the just plain bizarre, join us as we give you our comedic interpretation of your fucked up REM cycle. This week, I'm sharing a dream from Kelly from Australia that has to do with astronomers, UFO lasers, and really difficult parking situations <laughs> with celebrity onlookers. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pressure. Hard. We also have great cat naps about spleen birds, cats versus bears, sexy voyeurism, mm-hmm. Hello. and burning hot padlocks. <laughs> and stick around because I'm going to continue my conversation we had a few episodes ago about Lego Dreams Line and how they're changing kids' lives all over the world. And let's get started. Woo! You sound a little congested, my friend. Really? I think it's just emotional stress <gasps> coming through. Like, that, that was just a big sigh. It's <laughs> um, a big sigh. <laughs> God damn, what a week. But yeah. here we are. We're here for and you. We <laughs> for you, bestie. And for my own personal benefit, because I really just needed to laugh with my friend tonight. <laughs> I needed it, too. <laughs> so I needed it, too. And we didn't record... On Thursdays. We normally record on Thursdays, yeah. but I was out of town, so we're recording on uh, Monday, Monday, and it's just been too long. It's, it feels it's been, like it's been forever. <laughs> it's been like probably 10 days, but I'm like, it hasn't been too long to talk to my best friend. Yes. Well, I'm just going to jump right into it. I've yeah. got a dream from our bestie Kelly from Australia. Hey, Kelly! She uses she pronouns, and so uh, she titles this one, the one with reverse angle parking. Oh, 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 I don't like the sound of that. That sounds like parallel parking to me. <laughs> <laughs> she begins the email by saying, this is a long one, as are most of my dreams. <laughs> I had this one last month and wrote it down as soon as I woke up because I recently listened to you interpret my Sky God's dream and let me tell you the accuracy of what you said. <gasps> I do have a lot going on. Oh, my Thanks. God. We're not just funny we're, we're smart too should we get that on a t-shirt or I put it on so. a sticker thank you we're not so just much. funny we're, we're smart too we're smart too that was awesome thank <laughs> yeah, you for sharing sweet. that with us kelly she starts in this one i was a scientist an astronomer i assume because my colleagues and i were at an observatory checking out the telescope okay i wonder if she had the white coat like really sciencey, like very sciencey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> The observatory was a large building surrounded by thick woods and a narrow creek with blue water that ran from the gardens of the observatory and into the woods. It sounds like a lovely place. How much are they paying? Yeah. Sounds good. It sounds like a very nice place. Inside the observatory, there were several people who I think were tourists, <laughs> as well as my colleagues and I. My colleagues and I were examining the different functions of the telescope when we discovered a secret part. Ooh. The plot thickens. I like it. Well, Uh-oh, you know how these things go. Yeah. I don't know. I'll hold my, I'll hold my um, comments till further along in the dream. <laughs> we realized that the Blue Water Creek actually started in the observatory, not the garden, and somehow powered additional features of the telescope. Oh, with this a is newly discovered crazy telescope. 
Right. Hydro telescope? Hydro telly. (laughs) Hydro telly. I gotta give me one of those. That sounds awesome. I can see Uranus from my hydro telly. Do you want to come over? (laughs) Of course, they had to throw it in there. Just like we were back when we were 13. Okay. Same joke. Still funny. (laughs) So additional features. With the newly discovered controls, the telescope extended to twice its length and could rotate it 360 degrees, which it couldn't do before. Oh. I looked through the eyepiece and spotted some sort of flying object that quickly disappeared. Okay. I moved the telescope and found it again. Although, what I was seeing looked more like I was looking at a radar screen. Oh, like a weather radar or like a (laughs) missile radar? (laughs) I pick in my mind... I pictured it as like a missile radar. Okay. Like a boop, boop, boop. Like old school. Yeah. <laughs> like the green dot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Got that's it. what I pictured. I don't know, in my head. What I saw was round with a pattern shape moving across the screen. It stopped. And somehow this flying object knew that I knew I was looking at it. Whoa, that's creepy. It began to flash, so I hit some buttons to try to retract the telescope, but accidentally knocked it over. Oh, no. And, and then she goes, quality equipment? I think not. It seems it's like, fancy. It's like a government-funded program that it's like a $4 billion telescope. You're Kelly. like, oops, I tipped it over. Sorry. Sorry, you should have made it of stronger metal or yeah, something. Yeah, if it's worth that much, it should sustain a fall. <laughs> Like, should it be bolted to the ground, really? It, sh- it should be. Safety. OSHA's I mean, all over I'm us. not an observatory architect, but I feel like maybe <laughs> it should be stationed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But now, instead of the telescope being targeted, I was in the object's line of sight. Uh-oh. I threw myself to the side as a red laser beam hit the spot where I had just been standing. <gasps> Oh, Close yeah, call. Close call. Almost immediately after, another beam hit the wall just above the telescope. Knowing we were about to get into big trouble for, disco- for <laughs> discovering the telescope's secret, my <laughs> colleagues and I tried to fix the telescope. Oh, like, boy. Wait, wait, wait. Who's got, who's got any du- duct tape? Nope. Gum? Um, mm, does Elmer's anyone clue? have a Phillips head screwdriver? Anything. <laughs> Shoe just, string. She, like, MacGyvered it. She fixed it all. Good. <laughs> I like if she MacGyvered it. <laughs> she MacGyvered it. <laughs> For our besties who might be younger. Oh, God. Let's explain MacGyver. I mean, it's like a verb these days. You MacGyver it. Yeah. And they even had that like comedy um, MacGruber. Like, uh, MacGruber on SNL. And then I think they had like an SNL movie like that was making fun of MacGyver. Oh. But yeah, I remember yeah. that. To explain MacGyver, he was, was he like um, oh, a PI was. or Something. a Fire. Something along those lines. He was in kind of a law enforcement type. I guess like it was kind of even before our time, Mindy. It was. So, I mean, I know basically I don't know his official job title, but he could make a gadget or gizmo to do anything to open something, to blow something up, to. All he needed, he would just pick out random things in the room, like a shoestring, a piece of gum, and all of a sudden he has a pistol. Yeah. It was amazing. (laughs) It was the best. Okay. Well, Kelly's MacGyvering this telescope back to the way it was. Good for her. Stop the assault. So, my colleagues and I tried to fix the telescope, so it looks like we hadn't been there. Who cares about the two holes from the lasers? <laughs> we began... Fl- 
Just put just put a poster over it. We'll, we'll figure it out, Kelly. Cover the holes. <laughs> we began fleeing from the aggressive UFOs and the authorities, who were no doubt on their way. I headed for the woods. Oh, boy. I did not have a chance to warn my colleagues not to follow the creek, and we had become separated. <sighs> I ran until I reached the boundary fence. They're fenced in. <laughs> it was a low, wooden post, wire-strung fence that I here that wouldn't even keep a cow out if it's so desired to get to the other side (laughs) i climbed through it and found myself in a familiar landscape surprise scene change i love a scene change thanks kelly for for using our term i love it perfectly done (laughs) perfectly done there were mounds of dirt and rock Barbed wire and corrugated iron roofs for deep mine shafts. Oh, my God. Red dirt mixed with white dirt from opal mines. Wow, it's so specific. (laughs) I realized I was in Lightning Ridge. Oh. I spent a little over two years living there between 1994 and 1996 in real life. I was now wandering between the mine shafts and into the town. I was standing between what was supposed to be my old house and next door, (laughs) a friend's of mine old house okay it was a lot further away than in real life when i was 12 it was at least a half an hour walk as i walked along the road i looked at empty grass lots and was remembering what had been there one of the places below a tree was where i had a memory that i lost my virginity oh my god (laughs) and i thought hmm there used to be a tent here sidebar i did not lose my virginity at 12 under a tree or in a tent (laughs) So weird. Because it's so specific. Yes. (laughs) I began walking again, except I wasn't walking. I was now in my car. (laughs) Scene change. Part on Main Street of the town. Oh, boy. The town has reverse in angled parking on its two streets. That's just dumb. Small town. Small town. (laughs) That's very complicated. I mean, it makes it easier to come out, I guess, but like... But at an angle, it and never is easier only ob- angle. It's not, and backwards, and the only streets have that parking. There's no <laughs> other kind of parking. There's no, like, straight pull-in parking no. or parallel wow. parking or... No? Okay. No. I was sitting there in my car when I realized I had screwed up my parking. Oh, no. Haven't gone in straight. Uh. Now I had to get out of the spot without hitting the car next to me. <laughs> it was then that I saw... That Haley Berry pulled up next to me, <laughs> preparing to park. Oh my God! Hashtag. Yes. What does Haley Berry dream? dream, babe? <laughs> Let's gorgeous know. babe. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful woman. Yes. Now, do you have a favorite Halle Berry movie, or what do you most know her for? Of course, you know, I've got the nitty gritty, and I'm not uh, going to talk about movies like when she. <laughs> Got her DUI and crashed through, like, the front of a building in Hollywood. Maybe because she was trying to reverse angle park. Oh, yeah, that might be it. That's it. We explained it. Haley, it's not your fault. It's tough. That parking's very tricky. (laughs) How about you? Are you you a big movie fan of hers? I just think she's she's one of those women that is just kind of exudes sophistication. Yeah. And I would love to know what she dreams. I wonder if it's about parking <laughs> let us know proper spots <laughs> hallie hallie babe <laughs> let us know okay so hallie pulls up to to kelly preparing to park 
She was smiling at me, waiting for me to move. So I reversed out and drove off. <laughs> and then I woke up. Oh, no, that can't be the end. That, that is the end. Possibly be the end. end. Sorry. What does it all mean, Kelly? This is a very twisty, turny one. I mean, with the scene changes, the scene seemed all disconnected. Yeah, it was all over the place. And like, but with such specific details, though, it was like something is triggering these images to come out in her dreams. Oh, for sure. So I'm going to start with the idea of a scientist, right? That, mm-hmm. that was her profession in the dream. And a scientist is the study of the world through observation and experiments and, like, testing of theories. And literally and look- at an observatory. Yeah. <laughs> literally that's what, observing. That's what they observe. <laughs> and she was observing space because they had that fancy-ass telescope. No kidding. What'd what? you call it? <laughs> Hydrotelly. The Hydrotelly. <laughs> the $40 billion U.S. government Hydrotelly. <laughs> Special, special Takes powers. A, you gotta go to a lot of school. You gotta mm-hmm. go to a lot of school. Before you can touch that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's think now about the function of a telescope. It's used to see objects far away or to yeah. make things more clearly. And it actually focuses light in order to see things in space. So what in Kelly's life is being studied or what is she trying to observe and maybe get more insight to? Mm-hmm. Could it be... The people that are around her? Is it uh, relationships? Is it something at work? Or maybe she's the one being observed. Just like when the aliens come. That's also interesting. Because I do note that she kind of pieced together the puzzle. Remember, it was once she realized that the creek, the, this is so weird. Just, <laughs> we're having this com- completely conversation about dream, of course. That's I know. what this podcast is about. But she observes that this creek is not starting in the garden. It's starting at the observatory. And that's, as soon as she makes that realization, is when all of the secret functions yes. of this hydrotelly <laughs> come, out. come about. Yes. The telescope options that open up to her, they're not good options because no. whatever she does, the UFO spots her <laughs> and starts shooting lasers. And there's other colleagues there. So why is it focusing on Kelly specifically is mm-hmm. my question. So bringing it back around to that idea of focus, like a telescope focuses, is she exposing something in a relationship or in a coworker or a friend? Is she just exposing maybe someone's shortcomings? Because often when we do that, people take defense and the way they take defense of criticism is to project that wow, kind of Mindy. right back. Wow. <laughs> you are getting into it. You are getting into it tonight. So the UFO just kind of shifts that focus of them being focused on to, to Kelly. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. I did not miss that report, Kelly. You <laughs> did not do your timesheets and the client is mad about the billing. So it's on you. Probably something like that. It could be nothing to do with it. See, that is a very specific example as well. (laughs) So going on with Kelly's dream here, the next thing are these like scene changes. We get brought back to her childhood neighborhood Mm -hmm. where she was about 12 years old. What's with this false memory? That intrigues me so much. Yeah, because they're flashbacks, but they're not accurate flashbacks. They're different than she remembers, but they're still flashbacks. (laughs) So is it like chaos or something that is trying to mess with her reality? Maybe someone's not taking 
accountability for something they did and they're just kind of yeah. throwing up all these like smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And then we have another scene change to Main Street where we run into the lovely Haley Berry. <laughs> but we also have to reverse Angle Park. Everything's a challenge. That's <laughs> Every, a challenge. Everything's a challenge. The fucking telescope, it breaks. The fucking, you have to park <laughs> backwards. Everything's just an obstacle. And it's not like backing into a spot's easy in the first place. Yeah. But backing in at an angle, <laughs> it even hard. I mean, because I'm thinking like the direction's going one way, and then you have to like back out, and you have to do like a 10-point turn. <laughs> and then well, you gotta it would pull be unless in. it were a one-way street, right? Like it would have yes, to be backwards to one, one side of the street. And, and maybe it's because it's sometimes hard calling those people out in your life. Right. And then for her, she pulls in straight to start. Like she pulls in the wrong way, and then she goes, oh, I guess I got to do it the hard way. But yeah. then she doesn't. She just leaves. And so <laughs> she gives up. <laughs> maybe she doesn't want to deal with that conflict. I don't know. All I know is Haley's got you. She's just, you know, winking at you as you're doing your little parking thing. <laughs> parking and thing. Just watch out for those UFO laser no, shooting dangerous. UFOs. They're got very it. dangerous. Yeah. Stay away from that expensive stuff and they might not target you. <laughs> Stay away from that ten billion dollar. It keeps getting more telly. expensive each time we talk about it. It's got a lot of glass and mirrors in it. I don't yep. know. It's very it's expensive. Very expensive. Very delicate. Oh wait, let me say. Here's a question for you. Yes. Uh, are you a back in Parker type <gasps> person? I didn't know where that was going for a second. <laughs> um, no, I I know some people do all the time because they like to like pull out forward, but yes. it's hard. <laughs> I feel like I'd be more of a threat as a driver trying to pull him backwards than when it's time to back out of a spot. Because I could do that. I have yes. mirrors. But it's hard to... Right. No. Are you? No. No. And I and it annoys me, the people that do. I'm sorry In to say. fact, just Saturday night, the person that drove us to the bar we were at pulled in backwards. And the parking lot was like full. And I'm like, oh, and he had this huge truck. I'm like... You're going to do this? I'm like, I have a small car and I wouldn't even do this. No. Did it just fine. But Hey, Bestie, are you a backwards pull-in parker? If you are, let us know why. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is it just because it's easier to get out or do you just like to show off? We want to know the details. And we don't Mm -hmm. care either way. We still love you. We do, but I don't understand you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kelly. Oh, my God. Thank you, Kelly. That, That was all over the place, but we loved it. And Kelly's one of our besties, so she shows, she's done one of the best things. Besides telling a friend, she has gone and joined our sleepover squad, and that's another great way to support the show, because it lets us keep coming back to you each week. And all you have to do to support the show by submitting a dream, becoming a member of our sleepover squad, or buying some merch, is just go to remolations.com support. Brooke, it is time for catnaps. <laughs> Catnaps are where we read just a bunch of listener dreams. We get through them very quickly. We don't analyze them. We just have fun sharing as many as we can about your crazy, crazy, mm. fucked up REM cycles. So Yes. I you ready to go? It. I'm ready. Do you want me to start? Please. This is Greg, and he's from Lancaster. I had a dream recently that kind of freaked me out more than others that would seem more scary. I've been chased by people with weapons and chainsaws, with masks and scary shit like that, and I wasn't as scared as the more recent dream. I basically got stabbed with a syringe. (gasps) Sometimes the needle bends. Oh, not (laughs) again. I basically got stabbed with a syringe by a crackhead, and I had a moment of, 
oh God, I'm dead. I resisted. So a big cut with blood pouring out of it. Ew. And I couldn't even call 911 as I got so dizzy and faded out of consciousness. That one freaked me out because I never died in a dream before. I just oh, thought that yeah. was interesting because most people don't. Most they people don't. don't. We've had a string of them a few lately where yeah. we've had some. Maybe it's more common than we, I've never died in a dream. So maybe no. it's more common just because I'm just not used to. I don't, I mean, you always hear that though. Like you wake up right before you hit the ground, like when you're falling, yeah. you know, like so. Or if you die in your dream, you die you in real life. D- yes. That's a Nightmare mm. on Elm Street rule. But I just found it interesting because you don't, I mean, we've heard of it more recently, but you don't really hear too many people that actually die in their dream. And Greg, obviously, had never died in a dream. Yeah, that so would stick out. That would stick, stick out. out. Yes. Yeah. This one came in to us from Anonymous, uh, pronounce him, but from London. Oh. One of our besties over in London. Yay. And here's what Anonymous had to say. I'm walking through a forest. I have a sense that the trees are watching me when my back is turned to them. Ooh, creepy. Some of the trees turn into bears who start (laughs) following me. Oh, no. (laughs) Before they can get to me, there is a roar, and giant cats on motorbikes enter the forest. This is the best dream I've ever heard. (laughs) They look like 1950s rockers with leather jackets and slicked back hair. It's getting even better. Those are some cool cats. Those are some cool, Mindy. Cool cats. Cool cats. (laughs) For catnaps. The bears and the cats end up getting into a fight. Oh, no. The cats are after the bears, who run off, leaving me alone in the forest. Well, that's better than being there with the bears and the cats. I I, I don't think I don't want any of these animals hanging out in the forest. I'd be like, thank you, cats, for chasing away the bears. (laughs) Yeah, because I'd rather deal with a cat than a bear, for sure. Unless it's like a big cat. A but big, it's, these are like greaser cat. cats. So I'm oh, they're, <laughs> they're just the cutest little things. They're little leather jackets. <laughs> they're they're little white t-shirts and jeans. And they've got their little pack of cigarettes rolled up in their sleeve. Oh, and the comb in the front pocket. You know. Yeah. They're cool cats. Delightful. <laughs> I come to a building in the middle of nowhere and I walk through a door. I walk through and some sort of TV show is being filmed and I accidentally walk on stage. Accidentally? <laughs> like, don't they have like the little thing like on air? Yeah. And then like the door locks? Applause. Yeah. He's like, oh, I just saw a cat bear fight. Um, sorry to interrupt your show. I just need somewhere to go. <laughs> now I have the part of the stooge in a slapstick scene and I am repeatedly pied in the face. Much to the delight of the audience. (laughs) This does sound like a good show. (laughs) I am thrown out, and I have to find my way back. But thankfully, the bears and the biker cats are long gone. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sharing all the way from London. We appreciate you taking the time to send that in. Yes, very much. Um, And... I want... You know how they have those those paintings of the dogs playing poker? I want to see these cats. a cat, greaser cats with bear trees. Trees that are half bear, bear. some are bear in a forest. And they're just looking. The trees they're just watching. Eyes. The trees. <laughs> I want to see it. Hey, Anonymous from London, if you want to draw us a picture, we, we would love to. 
Just or any it. other bestie, if you have an interpretation of how these cats might look. We'd love you to see your artistic friends we out know, there. We've yes. seen some artwork. Yeah, we'd love to see that. <laughs> Please. And Brooke's going to hang it just um, right behind Yeah, her. I'm going to like immediately just make a poster size print and hang <laughs> it up. <laughs> You're going to get like one of those duvet covers, like a printed yes. blanket. You're like... <laughs> With my greaser cats. <laughs> my greaser cats and my... Scary forest bears. Yes. It's all I need in life, really. <laughs> really, it's all anyone needs. Oh, boy. This is Carrie from Tulsa. The dream I always remember is the train dream. The dream had all the people I knew and loved in it. We had to get on a train because there was a virus and bombs everywhere. Train ride was semi-normal, but when we got to the station, the train crashed and set off a bomb. Half the people died and half lived. I was the only one who could see the ghosts of the dead, and I had to tell the ghosts that they were dead because they didn't know they had died. Oh, sucks. Hey guys, can you come over here? I got a little announcement to make. Huddle up, huddle up. She puts on like the little cap of like the conductor. (laughs) Guys, I'm sorry to let you know we're not. Making it to the next destination. No. Choo, choo. Unless it was heaven. Because yeah. lucky for you, this train's going right to heaven. You had a next really stop. nice way of doing that, Mindy. Next stop, St. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope they all oh, made it into heaven. I do, too. Anyway, Carrie says, I passed through them. And then only then I'd know they were dead, too. It was horrible. And I cried mm-hmm. in my sleep. Oh, oh, Carrie, that is sad. That's a lot oh, of pressure. That is. That's and a lot of pressure. You never want to tell someone that they're dead. No. I wouldn't I mean, want to hear it. Think about like <laughs> psychics and mediums. I oh, surely yeah. come across spirits who have no clue they have passed. Oh, I'm sure. I think probably a lot of them. You know, they're so confused. They don't know what's going on. I think I would go with the train conductor hat and go I like your route. method. I think yeah. that would work. Good call, Mindy. Out. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I've got a short and sweet one from Casey from Sadieville, Kentucky. Okay. It is really short and sweet. You ready? I'm ready. I used to have a recurring dream that I was making sausage gravy from scratch all night long. Uh And I could never get the correct consistency. Horrendous. Oh, no. That's terrible. terrible. I would wake up so hungry. I'd be like, sausage gravy? Mmm. It's making me hungry now. It's one of those things, like, have you ever had, like, real authentic biscuits and gravy? Mm-hmm. Have not. Me neither. I've we had them at, like, somewhere. the Holiday Inn, and that's, n- I know, not the same. No, I don't think it would be as Not authentic. even close. <laughs> we'll have to go somewhere in the South. Yes. We'll make a Bestie, road trip. if you live in the South, let us know. We're coming you to know stay make- for a few days, and you better make us some gravy biscuits. <laughs> We're kind of we're kind of picky. It's got it's got to be better than Holiday Inn. Make sure you have a better <laughs> recipe, and the consistency, damn it, better be right. <laughs> oh well, this is um, I actually this is from anonymous, and it's a little sexy. <laughs> oh my my! We haven't had a good sexy one in a little bit. That's at the 90, 90th mm. episode. If you if you you like sexy dreams, you want to check out episode 90. Yeah, it, it, got, was, uh, it got naughty. <laughs> there was a lot of disclaimers in the front of that one. <laughs> Content warning. Might make you hot. <clears throat> I once had a dream where I was cheating on my husband with another man in our very house. Mm. We tried every position in almost every part of the house. 
The dream also included my husband coming back from work and finding the two of us in bed. Oh, this could go one of two ways. It could be very sexy or it could be very bad. (laughs) But strangely, he sat down to watch the two of us having sex. It was a very weird dream, but so exciting and sensual that I can't stop thinking about it. Ooh la la, Anonymous. I want to know if if Anonymous uh, shared this dream with their spouse. (gasps) Ooh, good Mm. question. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that opened a whole new door to something. (laughs) I was going to say, wow. That's a good question. Let us know, Anonymous. Love it. It went the good way. It went the good way. It did. Yeah, I thought murder or sexy time. Those were really the only two options. Yeah, yeah, that's really... He, he was like, I got to go back to work, babe. See ya. That one's just that, that, that was fun. Thanks. <laughs> this comes from Jerry from Los Angeles. So for starters, I do not sleep well. Ah, join the club. <laughs> and I very rarely dream. And the times I do dream, I don't ever remember them very well. And so they're often very short or meaningless. However, last night I had an interesting dream. It was a single scene, I guess you could say. It was gloomy in a forest where a bunch of cops were standing over my dismembered body. Oh, my God. There's a lot of stuff happening in the forest tonight. (laughs) Stay out of the forest, people. As the dream continued, it was that same scene, but just from different perspectives. Hmm. One of them, I was the cop staring down on my dead body. Another, I was close up of my eye as if I was laying down with my face up against my eye. And the third perspective was the perspective of staring back up to the cops. Oh, my God. That is yeah, that's creepy. That's intense. It was incredibly detailed. The perspective of me just staring into my own eyes kind of reminded me of the decapitation scene from the movie Hereditary. Mm. Not familiar, but it sounds like one we should check out. Sounds good. <laughs> my eyes had film over them and my skin was all gray. And then I woke up. It was just very surreal. Oh, God. That's an interesting one. I don't know if we've had one where we've had... The perspective change. The whole dream was from a third person's perspective. Right, right. But not that it changed between like a cop, a dead person, someone just watching from above. First person, third person. Like it was... Cop person. Cop person. (laughs) Ooh, that's interesting. I liked it. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry. Kathy from Atlanta wrote in telling us about a dream. I once, a very long time ago, had a very weird dream. I was at some sort of cafe just having a nice time and chilling. After a while, I left, but after walking for a bit, I realized I was being followed. I started to hasten my walking pace, and so did my pursuer. I started running, and so did he. After, I know, I know. After what felt like forever, he caught up to me at a parking lot. I was terrified, but apparently he had been chasing me because I had lost my jacket. <laughs> he handed it to me. Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. You just <laughs> lost your jacket. If she takes off sprinting, I'm like, I tried to do the right thing, but I'm not going to follow I would not you. sprint after someone. I'd be like, you know, I'm just going to check it into I, the lost and found. I tried. I tried. Anyway, <laughs> he handed it to me and walked away in a very anticlimactic fashion. <laughs> However, the weirdest part, in my opinion, was that the guy that was chasing me was Eminem. <laughs> no! 
Marshall Mathers makes an appearance once again. Again, it's the second Eminem dream in a while, in like Recently, a short month. short yeah. period. Yeah, Eminem. Oh, he can, did the nice thing. Hashtag. We're still waiting for your uh, dream, Response. Mr. Yes. Marshall Mathers. Thank you. But Please that's thank very you. nice. Yes. That's very nice of you. Yes, we appreciate that. <laughs> What's doing? Thanks, Kathy. So this one comes from Beth from Columbus, Indiana. I don't think you're going to like it, but here we go. I just woke up from a really long, really weird dream. All I really have a question about is the very end. Basically, at one point, I realized I had been holding this lump in my side around the spleen area for the whole dream without realizing it. Oh, no. I didn't know what it was, but there were feathers sticking out of the skin from one end of the lump. Oh, God. Oh, no. I freaked out and tried pulling them, oh. but then the lump started moving. Oh, my God. It was a bird. It was a spleen bird. A spleen bird. <laughs> I had to try and kill it because it was just startling and it moved towards my heart. Oh. And then it reached my heart and I died. Another and death then dream. I woke up. Two death dreams in one night. It was horrible and vivid, and the pain was really intense. What the fuck does that mean? Wow. I mm. think you should maybe lay off the poultry. Um, <laughs> skip, skip chicken tonight. We're going yeah. with pork. Pork it is. <laughs> <laughs> A spleen bird. I would like to know. What does the spleen bird look like? Like, what color are its feathers? Ooh. And how, I mean, I know it's not a big bird, but is it a pretty bird? Are, are you talking like a toucan? A toucan? A canary? Is it talking? Is it a hummingbird? Like, it's like lots of birds. Birdie wants a spleen. <laughs> Birdie wants a spleen. <laughs> oh, God. Um, or was it, is it more like, I, I mean, how how are you picturing it? Let me ask. Let me start by asking you, what did, kind of did you picture? I pictured kind of a neutral or <laughs> this is very specific, very kind of neutral or yellowish toned main body, but its tail feathers were all different colors. Oh. And that's what I saw coming out was the different colors coming out of the body. Wow. I saw like white and gray, like very monotone. That is so funny. We saw it completely it differently. <laughs> Oh, I, I, that's why I love this, because as we read these dreams, I mean, the dreamer has one way of yeah. seeing it. But when you read them, like everyone kind of imagines it in a different way. Yeah, so, it's yeah. fun. I love oh, it. Thanks, Beth. Hal from Omaha. Hal. Right. Hal. I Hal. <laughs> just I just, short and sweet. So, Hal. Short and sweet. It's easy. Reminds me of Malcolm in the Middle. I love that I show. I know you uh, do. Brian yeah. Cranston was named Hal on that show. Brilliant. Anyway, I just woke up from a nap where I was sleeping with my hands behind my head. And in my dream, I was holding a padlock, which I just washed under warm water. Very specific. You got to clean your, keep your padlock clean. (laughs) I'm standing in line at the cafeteria when said padlock starts becoming hotter and hotter till the point where it is burning my hand off. Ouch. (laughs) <laughs> I would get that combination going very quick. Yeah, yeah. Get that combination. <laughs> right to left 49. Spin, spin, spin. That's when I realized that my hands had become really hot and sweaty, probably from being crushed under my head for so long, <laughs> as well as yeah. the heat from my head. And that's it. 
But I mean, I, that's it's simple, but it's, it's interesting. Sensor, yeah. one of those dreams. sensory incorporation dreams where you're just yeah. whatever you're feeling in real life. Just but I mean, how it, he why a padlock? padlock you know, and like <laughs> it was just it was funny to me. Thanks, Hal. Well, I was excited to share this one, and and we'll end it on this one. I think because I've got four little stories here to share oh, with you. Love it from our bestie Nicole. And she starts by saying, hi, it's Nicole from Florida. Hi, Nicole from Florida. there's only (laughs) one Nicole from Florida that has my heart, and that's you, darling. (laughs) All right. So my boyfriend is a sleep talker. Not always, but it's happened a handful of times in the three years we've been together. Sometimes just mumbling or grunts, sometimes creepy laughter. Mm. But then there were a few times where he spoke actual words and had full body gestures to go along with Oh, it. wow. And here are those stories. <laughs> I can't wait. Welcome to Samiloquy Theater. <laughs> Bestie. Here we go. We weren't living together yet, but I had slept over at his place. I was getting up for work, so I was fully awake while he was still asleep. As I am sitting on the side of the bed, he suddenly bolts upright into a sitting position. Very sarcastically, and with a lot of annoyance in his voice, he says, Well, I guess I have to cut down some more trees. (laughs) And then he crosses his arms angrily and flops back onto his side, resuming to snore. (laughs) Oh, I love sleep talkers. (laughs) I asked him later what he was dreaming about, and he couldn't remember. For reference, he is not a lumberjack. (laughs) At the time, he worked for a grocery store deli. (laughs) Like the furthest thing you can get from chopping trees? (laughs) Slicing meats? I don't know. You're cutting. You're cutting. Well, maybe. Maybe. All right. Story number two. This time, I was once again staying over at his place. But I also was asleep. He woke me up by yelling. What was he yelling, you might ask? In that same pissed off tone he used the last time, he yelled, I can't find the screws. Oh, no. He didn't remember what this dream was either, but he joked that he does manual labor in his sleep, and that explains why he's probably so tired. (laughs) Well, yeah, he's cutting down trees. He's a lumberjack. Oh, I get it. Nicole, we figured out. He cuts the trees, and then he screws the wood. <laughs> he's, I, building he's, he's, bu- he's building something. He's building something. He's building... Okay. Story number three. <laughs> he was living with me at this time. I sat up to go use the bathroom, and he sat up very fast at the same time, <laughs> but still asleep. He smacked his forehead onto my head because of how abruptly he moved. He grabbed my face between both hands and oh. said, What is this? <laughs> oh, my God. It's my face, darling. It's my face. What is like, this? What, what do you respond to this, Nicole? I'd, I'd be freaked out because, I mean, if you just kind of wake up and then someone like sits up like next to you. Smacks you? And then grabs your head? I'd be a little alarmed. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole says, I tried to say, my head, you weirdo. <laughs> but he was just squishing my cheeks together. So it came out muffled. <laughs> so she's like, my head, you weirdo. If you want to see me do that, you don't have to join the sleepover squad. You want to see it. Trust me. It was good. He repeated louder and sounding more alarmed. What is this? Then he slowly laid back down, 
bringing me and my head with him. <laughs> oh my gosh. He tucked my head under his chin and promptly began snoring against my ear. <laughs> I tried to move, but he had a very strong grip on my head still. Oh my God. It was like his teddy bear. You're like, and I still got to pee. <laughs> I, I'm not going back to sleep, darling. I still need to go tinkies. <laughs> tinkies. A good five minutes passed before he finally released me to turn over on his other side, but I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I love that Nicole has such like a a calm like uh, yeah just a very laissez-faire kind yes, of yes I love it all right this is the last one that Nicole shared and she says this one is my personal favorite <laughs> he was living with me and I was getting up for work again and one of my cats Casper likes to find me the second I wake up to start mm. loudly meowing at me to feed him oh really oh, I've never heard of Casper. that before <laughs> Nicole, please send pictures of Casper. We would love to see this beautiful little kitty cat. All right. So Casper's throwing a fit. (laughs) She goes on to say, he's not starving. He's quite fat and loud. (laughs) That's how I feel every morning. (laughs) So I am trying to quickly detangle myself from the covers while shushing Casper. But Brad sits up in bed abruptly like he did the first time. Without opening his eyes, he exclaims, Will you just answer it already? (laughs) Oh, Casper. Brad thinks you're a phone. (laughs) He thought the meowing cat was a ringing phone. (laughs) You called it. (laughs) The next day, I teased him by picking up one of the cats and holding it to my ear like a large, (laughs) goofy phone while talking into their belly. I love you, Nicole. I want to see that. He was probably yes, like, what please? the fuck is this? Because he doesn't ever remember the dreams he has. He just sits up and says, Casper's like, Mom, put me down. Stop answering me. I'm still fucking hungry. Go get me some food. Casper's always hungry, I have a feeling. I hope you enjoyed these, and I will report more if he does it again in the future. Oh, please. I really hope he does, because I want to try asking him things and see what he says. Have fun Don't with it, Nicole. Nicole. Yes, keep us posted. I love yes. this. And what a wonderful way to end catnaps yes. is with literally a cat. A beautiful <laughs> I, cat named Casper. Casper. I love the name. I, I love do it. too. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kelly, for your amazing dream and to all our fantastic besties for submitting those wonderful catnaps. Yes, thank you. Okay, so this is just a follow-up on a topic that I had spoken about, I don't know when it was, a month or two ago, about the Lego Dreams line. So if you if you haven't heard of these, these this is a new line of Legos that is inspired by dreams and really encourages good sleep patterns and things like that. Bestie, if you want to check that out, just so you know, that it's episode 100. Yes, it's very interesting. So the Lego Dream Creators had six kids took them to Lego headquarters, and they got to have their dreams created into real Legos. Can you imagine being one of those kids? Like, I don't It's like Willy Wonka. Yeah. It's like getting the golden ticket. So basically, it was a competition to shine the light on the limitless creativity and the power of children's dreams. And they found Mm -hmm. six kids, and they flew them um, to the Lego headquarters, which I, gosh, I think it's in... Sweden or somewhere, maybe. Oh, okay, I think so, I think you're something right. like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Sorry. So there's a dragon with a body made of clouds. 
carrying a house on its back. <laughs> That's also oh. a magical library. I could Fabulous. you imagine okay. like having to go through these submissions? Oh, are we going through these? Because then can we can pick our favorite out of these? Yes, yes. Here's okay. just a few. Okay. Here's a few of them. Okay, so magic dragon, cloud uh, dragon with library. Yes, magical. That's gonna be hard library. to beat. Okay. Yes, a booster propelled mail delivering giraffe, splendidly named Giraffe Mail. <laughs> Clever. It sounds like something I'd name. Yes, it is. A seahorse submarine mashup stocked with diving equipment. Wait, there's more. (laughs) There's the Dreamstone Guardian who looks kind of like a panther and has vents for underwater breathing and can shrink to the size of a domestic cat. It guards Dreamstones. Oh, Oh, I like that one too. Yeah, okay. There's a flying frog straight out of a six-year-old's dream. He talked about it all day after waking up and then built it with the bricks. It's gorgeously uh, toothy. <laughs> I love a toothy frog. <laughs> to- <laughs> Who doesn't love a toothy frog? Just big old grins. And Nothing to smiles. wrap up the final one is a vera wasp. A wasp? A wasp. A vera wasp. <laughs> I like vera wasp better. Yeah, I mean, it's a dream. It could be a vera wasp. A wasp monitor lizard combo who hates city living and prefers to fly around lovely meadows smelling with his tongue (laughs) reading the list of dreamlike creations you can see why the kids were chosen as these chief dream creators as they got titled oh this would have been me you know my you know know we talked about my first dream was a baton twirling (laughs) talent show dancing horse that talked like a dressage horse (laughs) i think i would have fit in right with these kids i think you would have had a chance i might have but the greatest thing is they come from hungary poland singapore uk and the u.s so it's not just like one area they really went all over the world to find these kids and the youngest is just six years old but the rest were 11 or 12 but that's such that's so cool yes Well, I mean, it is great because that's one of the things that we talk about and why we started this podcast is just the universal idea of dreaming and how it it, it, every culture, every economic Mm -hmm. status, every color of your skin, every gender dreams. And so it really proves how worldwide it is. And that's really great that the company recognizes that as well. Yeah. And I think they're really doing a great job with helping parents too. you know, like I said, develop kind of these healthier sleep habits. And Mm -hmm. you might as well start young, you might as well get it right now. Um, Hey, kids, (laughs) your dreams are fucked up. Uh, Let me listen to the Remolations podcast because they're gonna tell you they're fucked up. (laughs) They're fucked up. (laughs) So how this happened is the Lego group put out a search call for a team of kids to champion the creative power of dreams. They tasked the children to build or draw their own dream creature and explain who it was and why it was special. I mm. love that it wasn't just like a random, like, I liked putting yeah. these things together. Like, they actually had to say, like, why yes. this Aww. was who it was and why this thing was special. So in no time, they were flooded with the wildest, wackiest, most dreamlike creations they'd ever seen. And they loved it. Kids all, all over the world are dreaming, just like you said. And they're using their dreams to power their creativity. And uh, Lego's helping them do that. 
Now, of those ones that you read, is there one that jumps out to you as like, that's your favorite horse in the race? Let's see. Your favorite dragon in the race? Your favorite jaguar? Favorite well, tongue-smelling like bee? the wasp? idea of a like giraffe delivering the mail, but I also... It's very whimsical. <laughs> like a toothy frog. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love a toothy frog? I don't know. Which one was your favorite? I know you had a couple. I had, the, I had the library. I thought that was yeah. the library and the dragon. Very cool. And yeah. then the jaguar that could go down so small, it could be like a domesticated cat. I did like that one, too. That one's good, too. Yeah. But I mean, all of them. Completely. Could you imagine? I would love to hear more. Like, just yes. some of the submissions, you know, just hear yes, a little bit Yes, I would love more, to like, he- read the whole dreams. Could you imagine yeah. how much fun we would have with those? Only six. Six. I mean, that's crazy. Marisol, the 12-year-old creator of The Dragon, The Dreamer Dragon, it's called Dreamer Dragon, the trip from her home in the U.S. to, oh, it's Billund, but I don't know where Billund is. B-I-L-L-U-N-D. Hmm. Don't know. Sounds like Montana. (laughs) Was a journey of inspiration. She says, seeing my dream creature, The Dreamer Dragon, brought to life made me very emotional. The designers captured its details perfectly and made me feel so inspired to imagine more and use creativity in the future. That's exactly what we're looking for. Very well spoken for 12. Yeah, very. Then we have another one. I was so happy to see the Vera Wasp as a brick model and hold it in my hands. Or a Vera Wasp. (laughs) Vera Wasp. (laughs) The designers made it perfectly. It had lots of great They details. probably pronounced it correctly, too. <laughs> they probably did. They didn't say wasp. <laughs> Whoo! Um, it had lots of great details that inspired me, said, and I might pronounce this wrong, Gergo Zoltan from Hungary. Mm. Wow. And it looks like he may be a future designer because the 12-year-old added, it was a lifetime experience for me. I've wanted to be a Lego designer for a long time. Aww. It was really great to get a little insight into this world. Very smart so kids. Yes, yeah, Very absolutely. smart kids. There's just a couple other little things I want to say. Lego wants to put the idea out there. They say, the thing about dreams, they matter. And it's mm-hmm. true. And that's why we do this podcast, yep. too. Lego says they're proudly obsessed with kids' creativity and play. And they're constantly scanning the world for opportunities to spot it, nurture it, and get inspired by it. It was only inevitable that we would turn to dreams and the power of dreams to fuel kids' imaginations in the real world. They Mm -hmm. even worked with a psychologist and behavioral sleep expert, Dr. Shelby Harris. And she says, kids are natural dreamers and experimenters. But Mm -hmm. as they get older, societal pressures begin to confine them and limit their imaginations. Dreaming is a universal phenomenon generally Mm -hmm. welcomed by children across the globe. With more stress and demands in their daily lives, encouraging free play and creativity is important in today's world. The research has clearly shown that kids that have access to free play increases their frequency of dreams and as a result makes them feel happier and more imaginative. Wow. Isn't that awesome? I mean, Lego's working with actual psychologists and dream experts. I mean... I'm just saying Lego, I think, is doing a great thing. And I'm glad could follow up and kind of go into how even making these kids feel more special. It's it's yes. crazy. One thing I wonder is we grew up in a time. Hello. We're older now. <laughs> Back in our day, we grew up in a time where we didn't have, I mean, 
I wasn't allowed to watch TV. It was like, go outside and play. Yeah, no, I, I don't it was think we even had, that. I don't think we even had Cell cable until I was internet. like 10. And so it was all imaginative play. And so I wonder if there will be a shift in these younger kids who have cell phones at a very young age. Are their dreams not as vivid now? I mean, I guess these kids are 12, so they kind of maybe grew up in that same age. But um, it is, That's an interesting thing to think about. Does today's technology limit dreaming? Yeah. And we're going to have to go back and get our doctorates and write <laughs> we'll a ha- dissertation on we'll, this. We'll return in four years and we will have <laughs> we'll our let paper you know how our study goes. <laughs> Only if we get to wear those like cool little hats when we graduate and like have like the little You mean a mortar tassels? No, like the ones that like... I'm just picturing Jimmy Buffett when he gave his speech. Oh, was when it he like got his like honorary doctorate? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want an honorary doctorate hat. Yeah, that way we don't have to do the schooling. Yeah. No, <laughs> we'll just hire young college kids to do it for us. We'll just do AI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chat GPT. We'll Give have Grammarly write us, wearing. write our doctor papers. Oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I think it might work. But yeah, I, I'm just so proud of Lego for actually, I mean, they've always been there to make yes. a child's creativity come alive, but it just seems I mean, like they're... I even think about their whole like Lego Friends world, which was more based for girls, because mm-hmm. Legos can be very, you know, to, to be a gender, you know, male, female, yeah. um, very male-based as far as like engineers and science and building things and then they created the whole lego friends world which was all like based on like oh pink houses and i know it's like (laughs) but it was exciting at the time but it was the idea that girls can like to build things too and girls can construct things and girls have imaginations and can engineer yeah so i think they've always kind of been on that idea far yeah very forward thinking very forward absolutely Thanks for sharing, Brooke. I was sure, very, sure. very good. And I want to talk to, I would love to talk to any of these kids or their parents. Hey, hit up the podcast. We want to know more details. I, and I would just love, to, they probably wrote little essays, like explaining so their cool. little characters and like they said why they're special. And I just like yes. to read those too. And just, I can't imagine. I I read this article a while ago, but I think it was something like 20 or 30,000 like submissions. Wow. So to choose six. That's tough. That's tough. So, but I'd like to read some more. <laughs> That's why we'll never run out of content. <laughs> exactly. The exact reason why this podcast will is evergreen and will continue going on for a billion years. You're lucky. <laughs> we'll take it one year at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mindy. Yes. How was your um, college visit with your daughter? Oh, emotional. Like it. <laughs> So, so for our besties, you know, my oldest daughter is in college. She's a junior. So that's, that's kind of, you know, I feel like, you know, she's like yeah. kind of figuring out life and, you know, where she wants, to, what she wants to do in the next couple of years. The next oldest are my twins. So when they leave, it's, that's like, that's two at the same time. It's going to be very <laughs> hard. One daughter is looking at uh, Western Kentucky for school and then... The older twin is looking to go to Iowa State is one of hers. And that's actually the school I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, so she wanted me to do a campus visit with her. So we leave. 
extremely early in the morning. So it's about a five-hour drive from Chicago. Iowa State's just north of Des Moines. Yeah. So it's a good five-hour drive. We left yeah. at 4.30 in the morning. Oh. She is having the loveliest dreams in the passenger seat. Oh, I am <laughs> not driving tired. I will say that. I I was feeling at one point, because we have talked about driving tired yes. before. And this was early. But at one point, I kind of felt like, oh, I'm getting tired. Yeah. We pulled over. At the I-80, yep. world's largest truck stop. That's a good one. It's a classic. And so stopped there, used the bathroom, got a Red Bull, walked around a bit and woke up. Made it to the campus tour and everything by 10. So it was oh one God. of those things where I realized that, you know, 20-some years ago, my parents did the exact same thing with me. Mm-hmm. And to kind of walk through the same campus, see the same buildings that I did with my parents That's crazy. was... Just kind of a surreal moment. And it just kind of hit me that in less than a year, two more of my little ones mm. will have moved out. So it's tough. I mean, so it was just kind of an emotionally very exciting for her. She loved the school. I oh, think good. she hasn't said anything yet, but I think it was it's a strong contender. Oh. Go cyclones. <laughs> um, but I feel like I don't know, it's just it's happening fast. I, I can only imagine. And I was but, talking to my mom about it. So my parents also came in this weekend. So after our after our college visit, we drove through my hometown of Dubuque, picked up my parents because my youngest was in a play. So they don't like driving long distances anymore. So I pick them up if oh. they want to come into town. So I picked them up. And I was talking to my mom about this, just the fact that And I've read this or I've seen this somewhere else, but you always remember the babies first, like their first Mm -hmm. tooth, their first time they walked. But what gets lost is the lasts and like what's what's the last, you know, time you cuddle on the couch or you watch a movie together or what's the last time you took them dress shopping or what's the you know, it's like those last things I feel are just like slipping through my hands right now and it's oh god and, and it's hard i'm sorry <laughs> so, i didn't mean to make you no 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 and it's in, in the best way though you know, I that know. you you're proud raise children so yeah. they can go and do their own thing but it's it's hard it's emotionally it was an emotional week two at a time that's I'm, tough i'm proud i'm proud of them all so good yeah yay yeah i will say that we, during our family visit though when my parents were in town, uh, my, my oldest came from college and she brought her boyfriend. So we introduced him to the card game Spoons, <gasps> which you might be familiar with, bro. I'm very familiar. It's a family favorite. It's it's a family favorite for any of our besties who don't know. <laughs> it's a very vicious game. Um, very. <laughs> it's a card game that is all based on quick reaction times. And so if you have nine players playing, there's eight spoons on the table. And as you... But- it's like musical chairs, kind of. Yes. <laughs> you have to take a spoon, and if you don't have a spoon, you're out, and it gets very vicious. Very. We've had to make family rules. No jewelry, no rings. <laughs> We've gotten into yep. wrestling matches on the oh ground to get that last because the spoons go flying at some point. Yes. And, yes. like, you run to, if it's not on the table, you wrestle on the ground to get it. <laughs> My dad and I almost had it out at one point, and I was like, he's 70 too so maybe i shouldn't be so rough <laughs> maybe mindy but maybe 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 i did win it i did win <laughs> but i think it was a good introduction to my crazy family for her boyfriend so we'll, we'll see where that it's goes a fun game 
but it's he, a fun game. He's probably like, oh my god, I watched my girlfriend's mom and her dad have a wrestling match over the weekend over a spoon. <laughs> I look at him, I said, this is spoons. If you think this is rough, wait till we play knives and forks. And he's like, what? I'm like, I'm just kidding. No. No. <laughs> he scared the poor guy. He's like, really? I'm like, no, Trevor, not No, really. that's a joke. <laughs> that's a funny. What well, about you? How was your week? Um, my week was okay, but I did have a nice surprise visit from one of my best friends from Colorado. And it was really great having a chance to see her and hang out and that was just a really lovely surprise and it was a really fun night very interesting from start to finish but fun nonetheless <laughs> this is the best night so it kind of was where and was it gonna go first. we don't know i had no idea this night would go where it went and my god it from like weird old guy holding my hand rubbing it and then realizing oh. like his wife is sitting next to him and i'm talking like 80 like oh and i'm like uh, well, my hand back, please, sir. <laughs> Just randomly running into other people. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it kind of creeps me out. An 80-year-old man was petting I, your hand it with his wife. Out. Yeah. There. And Interesting. He, okay. I think they maybe like upside down pineapples or something. Oh. Because it was, I don't, it was feeling very aggressive. You know, like oh, I didn't okay. feel in danger or anything. I mean, sure. Good. They were, they were elderly. <laughs> But it was just weird because, you know, me, I'm just chit-chatting around, you know, talking to everybody. And all of a sudden, he's just holding my hand. And I'm like, "Uh." (laughs) I'd like my hand back now. I I kept pulling it back and he kept going for it. And I kept, like, moving it around. (laughs) It was just creepy because his wife was there. Like, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. But it was a really fun night, I will say. And I'm glad I got to see her and they made it back safely. And I can't wait to actually go out to Denver soon and visit them. Oh, that would fun. be lovely. Yes, take me with you. Please. Yes, absolutely. We <laughs> I can need get- to go somewhere. All my sisters are off to vacations, Mexico, somewhere, like all in the next couple of weeks. And I'm like, I'm staying here. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's bummed. almost winter and I get yeah. to stay here. <laughs> Well, it sounds like a fun emotional week for both of us. Yes. But good. Yes, very good. But good. Bestie, we need you to do us one favor, and that's to tell your best friend about the podcast. You can tell your bestie, you can tell your favorite astronomer (laughs) about the podcast. (laughs) Just watch out for those laser shooting UFOs. Oh, dangerous. Be very careful. And then don't forget the duct tape. You can also tell... That person that makes the really, really good biscuits and gravy because oh. we want their email address and their real address so we can go get some. <laughs> and their real address. Just be like, knock, knock, knock. Hey, I, you don't know us, but we heard you make great biscuits and gravy. So can we come in? <laughs> we heard you listen to the podcast. Awesome. Or tell your sleep-talking boyfriend <laughs> to stop squishing your face so close. And to instead listen to the, maybe it'll help him sleep better. Maybe he'll relax he, he, a little bit deeper. Maybe sleep. that would help. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> More just tell one person. Just tell one person about the show. That's how we grow. That's how we do this show each and every week. Well, for 106 episodes now, which my lord, wow. that's a long time. But hey, we appreciate you guys for sharing the show very much. Thank you. All right, bestie. Until next week, get out your hydro telly. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
be a cool greaser cat. Oh, and sweet, sweet dreams, dreams bitches. bitches. I don't know. I feel like there should be songs. Like a nice 1950s. Biker cats. Bebop. <laughs>